feel a lot freer now to to just be who I want to be. I've always loved makeup, and, but I've always apologised for things that I've liked, and I don't know if that's because, I don't know, it makes you even more different. I don't want to stand out any more than what I stand out, so it's easier to just go with crowd. Hi, I'm Brooke Melhouse. Welcome to Disabled and Proud, the podcast that does exactly what it says on the tin. Each week, the show highlights an awesome disabled guest speaking about their own disability, why they're proud to be disabled, and why they're proud to be themselves. So, Lou, welcome to Disabled and Proud. How are you today? I'm very good, thank you. Thank you for having me on. No worries, no worries. So, the first question that I ask all guests, is how do you refer to your own disability? Because I feel like, as we've literally just had a little chat about the medical profession will say one thing and then the individual nine times out of 10 will say something different. So how do you feel most comfortable referring to your disability? Mm, Good question. I don't don't really have a preference. And that's the honest answer. So I think before I started fitness, yeah, um, I didn't associate myself as someone that had a disability don't know if we'll come on to that a little bit later but um when I started my fitness journey so I moved into CrossFit I would just automatically known as an adaptive athlete yeah and that's something that you'll resonate with being a CrossFitter um and, and I'd never heard of that before so I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm I'm easy I'm open I'm not I'm not bothered I mean I would say now I'm I know that I've got a disability now. Yeah. As before, I just didn't think about it. I suppose going into fitness and then doing a few competitions that I've done, um, it's probably made me think. I've had to think about it, whereas before I've not thought about it because, as I said, I've previously when I've looked at mirror, I've automatically put my arm behind my back. Uh huh. Um. So I've never seen myself as somebody with a disability. Yeah. So every picture that I had taken before or with me arm behind my back, arm behind my back, or with someone stood to the left of me mm-hmm. and I'd hide my arm, arm behind them. So I never actually saw myself with one arm. Yeah. One arm, one arm, whatever you want to say. Um so it were it were re- it has been a really strange few years. Yeah, because I've, I've had to. I suppose I've got myself a new identity, uh-huh. and I think being forty—that's a lot of years to associate. Thirty-five years, a lot of years to associate yourself as someone as I don't know, gem pop, normal, whatever you want to yeah. call it. And then to suddenly think, oh gosh, I've got a disability, and I'm, you know, I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm okay with it, but I've had to do a lot of work. Yeah. So for me, I, I feel that. I don't like too many rules. Uh-huh. I feel that rules around not just disability, you know, disability, race, sexuality, you know, all them type of things. Too many rules, it puts too many barriers up. Yeah. That's just my opinion though. Um and I want I want to talk to people, I want to chat to people, I want people to come to me. And I think too many rules, too many barriers, and it's easy for someone to be fearful of saying the wrong thing. Yes, and I completely understand exactly what you mean. And I don't want that. You know, it, like I went to work the other day, and a lot of people do say this, and there's no malice in it. There's no, they don't mean it at all. And they go, oh, God, 
I'm so lonely I could eat my arm and I'll but and I'm I'm a bugaway and I'll I'll say like no I don't want to doing that it's no good having <laughs> one arm and they, and they are mortified but uh, things like that I just think that's good you've got to let people people yeah um, you've got to break down some barriers yeah because I think society likes to put up a lot of barriers where they necessarily don't even need to be and it's yeah. kind of responsibility is a very very heavy and loaded word but it almost becomes a responsibility of the disabled person and you know inverted commas to break down those barriers to make conversation uh yeah. free-flowing yeah and I would hate I would absolutely hate for anybody to speak to, you know to be speaking to me and be thinking in front because actually then people are not going to be listening are they? no you're not going to be in an engaged conversation um so I'd rather people slip open because no, I'll not say I'm sure. Yeah. Because exactly. that's just normal, isn't it? So I just want I just want people to be as they would be around anyone else. So yeah. that's a really, really long-winded answer. Um I think it's really interesting what you say about how you didn't see yourself with a disability until you kind of stepped into fitness. Because I think I resonate quite a lot with that as well. Because oh, okay. I think beforehand, before you step into that type of um, area, because obviously having a disability means that you're classed in different competitions and you you have to adapt your workouts and stuff. Yeah. I don't think I really saw it beforehand because obviously beforehand, when I think about fitness and sport, it was always to do with school. And I think to a certain extent, my school probably sheltered me from that quite a lot. And they never wanted me not to do anything or not to never take part. But it isn't until I think you're a bit older and you're going into fitness as something you do as an adult for fun and yeah. you realise that your competition is is different and it's a bit mm. smaller gene pool and you're not necessarily going to be able to compete at the same level as, you know, like able-bodied athletes that you don't yeah. realise that you're necessarily disabled until you walk into that space, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think, I think again, the thing for me was, the defining moment for me was when I competed at Ray and Hills. Mm-hmm. as um an individual and the photos that obviously you are going go in competition and you get photos afterwards yeah. oh honestly I was mortified really oh, yeah because I had very few photos taken full stop yeah before and then you know all of them were staged like I said when we got married I wanted really natural photos because I was really underconfident when I reflect back now yeah. I was really underconfident and I remember speaking to my photographer and saying I just want really natural photos I don't want to st- them to be staged and things like that but then caveat well but you can't get me arm in mm-hmm. um, and he was like well I'm not gonna be able to do it then you, you're, yeah. gonna have to, you're gonna have to pause so that was that so then when these photos came through from Reynolds I didn't even recognise all that war. Yeah. Because so honestly, I was like, oh, that is just war. I, I, I'll be honest, I was like repulsed. I've stated it. So, yeah, I knew I had to do some work. Yeah. Mm. A lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. And I have, I have done a lot of work, a lot, every day. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's more my mindset. Um, yeah, and I think that's really key as well. That it is a, a lot of it is to do with mindset and how you speak to yourself, especially as a disabled woman, how you speak to yourself yeah. in terms of like beauty standards. Because I have never really seen myself, as in like my physical body, represented in anything, and that comes from like TV, beauty campaigns, 
movies. I've never seen myself like, you know, represented as a romantic love interest in any film or TV yeah. show, anything yeah. like that. So I think I've never thought of that, you know. Yeah, never. Never. You know, that, you know that that rom that romantic love interest thing. I've I've never thought of that, but I think I've I feel like I've got one issue remaining. Um and it's like I don't know how to voice that issue. I don't know how to sort myself out with it. But maybe seeing things like that would normalise it. Yeah. And I you know, that is something I've never thought about. Yeah, so like you you've never you never necessarily see yourself until a picture is taken of you and then you're like, oh, that is me and that's what I look like. And I look so different from this like normalised beauty standard. So no wonder it is a little bit of a shock. Oh, it was a massive shock, yeah. Absolutely massive shock. But then it's like with anything, isn't it? The more you see something, the more you get used to it. And, you know, if you were to ask me now, would would I have to answer? Because I know I've seen on your social media, obviously I've followed you with sport before, um, and I know that you said that you wouldn't have to arm, arms if you were given the chance. Um, would I probably? Really? Probably, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I would. That's I, I, I still don't. I still don't like my arm. Mm-hmm. I would change it in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Um, and that again, that is just me being honest. Um, I don't know. Well, I'm saying I'd change it. Would I change it? I don't know. Because then it comes with different things, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think, you know, to have to have the arm that I've got is, you know, the determination that I've got from having just one arm. Yeah. Would I have I had two? I don't know. Would I, would I have life? I, I don't know. I think, I don't know. Maybe, like you say, if there were different representation out there. Because people, people quite often say, oh, it's getting loads better now. It's, it's loads better than it was. Okay, live with it then. And, uh, and, yeah. then, and then say that. It, it's, it's still not there yet. Like, I still haven't seen myself in a sex scene. No, no. And I think, you know, I think it's really important. I mean, as we know, because I've built on my confidence, I feel a lot freer now to to just be who I want to be. I've always loved makeup and but I've always apologised for things that I've liked and I don't know if that's because I don't know, it makes you even more different. So I don't want to stand out any more than I already stand previously. I used to think I don't want to stand out any more than what I stand out. So it's easier to just go it crowd. Yeah, almost hide in the shadows. Yeah. So I remember at school the the most popular thing was to like blur. I didn't. I, I didn't. I love. I love. I did. Like, I don't like blur, but I love to hit that. <laughs> They're my jam. You know what I mean? And it's not until I got older. I mean, that's that's a proper crap example, but um, but it illustrates your point really, really well. Hmm. But that I'm not. But I won't apologise for that now. Same as I won't apologise for wearing makeup when I'm training because some not so much anymore because I think people come for expect it now, but. I remember once going to a CrossFit comp and I was reapplying Millipi because, like I said, them, these things are quite, they are all important to me. I love makeup, yeah. I love fashion and all that lot. And I remember somebody saying to me, what are you, what are you putting lipstick on for? You're at a sports competition, you don't need lipstick and all this. Lot. And I'm like, mm, straight on defence, whereas now I want I just go, because I want to. Because it makes me feel good and it doesn't matter about you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I think anything that, Previously, anything that made me any different 
won't be a great thing. Whereas now, I just, I don't know where it's because I've turned 40 or what. I, I literally couldn't care less. Well, that's, that's the main thing, isn't it? Like, yeah. That is. And you think, you can see that if you, you know, if you've followed me on, on social media for a while, you, you'll be able to see even, even through clothes choice. It's yeah. very different. It's very different to what it was three years. I mean, we're missing two years, aren't we? Where we couldn't, none of us really got yeah, dressed, right, let's yeah. be honest. Um, but previous to that, I was safe. Uh-huh. All my choices were pretty safe. I was now, I just think I like that and that's what I'm aware. Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's like you're, you've re- rebuilt the confidence that you always had somewhere, but it's almost, it's just taken a bit longer for it to come out. Yeah. And don't, I mean, don't forget, I've, you know, I've spent 35 years being a, being a person that, that without a disability in my yeah. mind. So I've spent less time with a disability than I have with. So ask me in another 10 years whether I'm comfortable with my arm and whether I'd change it. And it probably, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But like, so I've spent, like I said, 35 years without a disability (laughs) in my head. (laughs) Five years with. And it's only been in last probably couple of years, year and a half, that I've finally started to accept. Yeah. And so that leads me really nicely on to like the next kind of question that I've got. And it's how has being a person with a disability affected your career and maybe your career choices? Has it ever like held you back? Has it propelled you forward? Any of the above? Um, I would say initially, so I went to um, uni and things like that my degree were in design randomly not to do with what I'm doing now but um, <laughs> I think that's like everyone my degree was in history of art and it couldn't be further from what I do <laughs> yeah um, but you know I, I loved it I absolutely loved my time there um, but I think looking back because I didn't because I didn't associate myself as a person with a disability I just went for any jobs really and I remember going for a job at Lloyd's Pharmacy. I don't know if I'm allowed to say what. Yeah, yeah, I'm not affiliated with anybody. <laughs> awesome. So I went for a job with them whilst I was doing my degree. And I, I didn't think, I just didn't think alt about it. And of me, because it was back then, internet were only just coming out. I remember not not daring to computer on in, um, in library in college. In case I might break it or do something, that's our new internet was. So <laughs> we'd, we'd take us two-page CV in and hand it over counter, yeah. you know, for this little part-time job. So I remember going into Lloyd's Pharmacy and handing my uh, CV and, oh, that's for this little part-time job. And they were just like, mm, I don't think you'd be able to do a job. Um, you're not going to be able to use buffer. And I'm like, what? I, I, don't, I mean, I didn't even know where a buffer was. Uh, you know, why would I? I don't know how old would I have been, nine. 19 or 20 something like that um but my instant reaction was well I do know yeah you've, you've never watched me you know I so I don't know who I, I am <laughs> so I had a trial <laughs> this is what before I had an interview I had a trial to make sure I could use the buffer before I were allowed an, an interview so obviously now knowing what I know because I'm a careers advisor that is proper wrong and shouldn't have been allowed to happen but that was that was back then that was 20 years ago um and could I use buffer initially could I Jeff, honestly <laughs> have, you, have, you, have you used one of them they are so hard honestly it, 
proper censured all over. And then I had a manager walking upstairs and I could use it like a dream. So, you know, because I could use Buffer, I got an interview and I got a job. Yeah. Uh, and I worked there for a while anyway. It weren't my thing, really. Um, and then I remember working for a, it used to be called MVC, a music shop. And I remember going for an interview there. And that then I knew that they won't give me a job. I don't know why, but I thought if they see me, I'm they're not going to give me a job. You just and it what, yeah, it was winter, so I put my sleeve in my pocket, which was pretty bad on my part. But so it looked like I had two arms, and I just mm-hmm. like pretended I was cold. So I got a job, and obviously the uniform were a t-shirt. And when I got there on the first day, they were like, um, "You didn't, you didn't tell us you only had one arm." you're not are you going to be able to lift these boxes are you going to be able to do that and again because I think I was just like not about well I'll just be fine yeah you know that I could do what they were worried about what I couldn't do is find right cds and stuff because really I just blagged my way through an interview so (laughs) I only lasted a month there but um yeah in terms of in terms of careers I think my where I've ended up has been more because of my circumstance. So I moved out when I was 19 mm-hmm. and mainly got his own house. So when I left, when I finished my degree, I needed a job. Yeah. So, yeah, I went into careers side of things and then kind of progressed from there. And then I did my um, PGC, did that for not not that long, actually, and packed that in again because of circumstance, because I wanted to be... I wanted to do all nice things as a as a mum. I wanted to be to be able to go to Avis festivals. I wanted to be able to go to Christmas yeah. plays. And I didn't want my job to dictate whether I could do that or not. Yeah. So that they were my reasonings for me changing from teaching or not going into teaching as a full time profession to being careers advice advisor. So um in terms of my other role that I've got now, coaching, I suspect that um my disability has had quite a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Because of my profile, I suppose, on Insta, not that I've got a, a huge profile, but I feel what I've built up is a profile of trust. Yeah. Um, so what I post on there is is honest. Yeah. Um, and I, d- I did doubt myself. I wanted to do PT training for a long time, but I just, I did say to myself, and I said to quite a few people, there's no point me doing it. I, I ain't got no fans to do it. Um and I just didn't think of a bigger picture. And then it was when I went to do that shoot for Nike and Wit. Yeah. Um, and that were a that were a massive game changer for me in terms of my mindset. Massive. I'll be forever grateful for that. Uh and I I don't I think it's I mean, that absolutely terrified me. That's probably the most scared I have ever, ever been in my life. Yeah. Um because it's completely out of your comfort zone, isn't it? You know, going from bands and I'm like, <laughs> why like me what am I going down here for you know grow, growing up with Nike and it, it wow and I was just mind blown but what it did make me think well well if they believe in me then surely to God you can believe in yourself Lou come on yeah and yeah I went back from there long and I enrolled onto PT course I think that shoot and that picture of you is how I found you Oh, really? I, honestly, because I, I remember so clearly. I remember so clearly wanting to get into the fitness sphere. And I remember thinking, like, I've got to come with it with at least 
a bit of knowledge for myself because I can't be expected to turn up into a gym and be like, this is what I'm working with. And if I don't have the knowledge, I'm someone who needs to have a bit of knowledge before I enter something. Um, and that's that shoe is, and I remember being like, Shh, that's the first time I've ever seen myself represented in, in any type of. Oh, oh, that's just giving me a shiver. And I remember being like, I need to speak to this woman. And then I think when I came to like my local box, I remember being like, this woman is like me and I need to learn everything from her or like watch her videos religiously because (laughs) I will have to adapt things. And then obviously we ended up speaking when I first started CrossFit and, and now here we are. So that even that career defining moment for you is so important for me because that's how I found you. And that's how I almost started my journey as well. Oh, that's so lovely to hear. Honestly, it gives me a shiver. I just love love it because I didn't. I didn't start Instagram for for anything really. I didn't even know what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, in, in fact, um, one of my friends that I've met through Instagram were like, "You don't realise that you've not even got it on public, don't you?" I'm like, no, because <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even know how to work it. So um, yeah, I, I started it with no intentions, shall we say? Um, so yeah, going back to the question, I think that it has. My disability has helped that side of things, but not, I think, more in a trust capacity. Yeah. And not just in a disability capacity, as it, my disability is in my arm, um, a lot to do with mental health as well and mindset, okay. because a lot of people have been on that journey with me. Yeah. Because um, that, that is equally important, if not more important, I suppose. Just as yeah. important, I would say. Because mm. if you want, if your mind, if your mindset's not strong and healthy, then you can't really expect anything else to be. And it's my because my arm's not changed. My arm's exactly the same. Mm-hmm. It's my mind that's changed. Yeah, and my perceptions and my confidence and my self esteem and and how I think at world. Um, it's all it's all that that's changed. Like I said, my arm's exactly the same. Yeah, and it's come from like it's your mental fortitude that has has grown 100 percent. so um yeah I think the clients that I've got see a lot of that in me and that's the reason why they're with me yeah not not because of my disability mm-hmm. that and that makes complete sense I remember reading one of the posts that you put out maybe I think it must have been towards the back end of last year and it, it was along the lines of just because I'm disabled doesn't mean that I should be grateful for every opportunity that's, that's thrown my way. Yes. Yeah. And I remember reading that and thinking, I know exactly what you're talking about, mm. because I think people like to think that just because we're disabled, that if we're given like, you know, a small, small slither of the cake, we should be super grateful that we're being included rather than actually I want the whole cake, not the crumbs. Yeah, and I think I've been really guilty of taking crumbs. Mm-hmm. Um, not not all the crumbs. I, I, I really, I've been really careful. But I think as your self-esteem grows, your self-worth grows, um, your mindset becomes stronger. You know your worth. And and I will say, you know, my manager, Jessica, and my coach, and, and everybody knows this, that my girls will always come first, mm-hmm. all regardless. Yeah. Um, so any decision that I make will be with those in mind. Yeah. 
so in terms of opportunities, I, I have turned opportunities down because they don't they don't suit my lifestyle. Um, but absolutely, I think we've got not got to make a stand, but got to be prepared to turn things down that you know we're, we're worth as much as next person. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think but I'd rather not have anymore. I'd rather not. Yeah. If it's not done how it should be done, then you don't want it. No. And I, and I owe that to the people, um, I suppose, that follow me. And there's a lot of parents that follow me. There's a lot of children with disabilities that follow me. So, you know, if they see me taking the scraps, then what's that? What kind of message is that putting out? Not a very good one. Uh-huh. You know, I'll said to, you know, I said to my, both my girls, you've got to kind of reach what stars every time. And, yeah, I'm not in it for scraps. No, no it's got to be. Like I ultimate, <laughs> yeah, because you know, ultimately, cards on the table. My dream is to be within the sports industry, or not sports industry. Um, being, I'd like this to be my full time role. Yeah. So I want to. I don't. Not just empower people with disabilities, women. Yeah. I want to, because for me, that's been my biggest achievement, um, working on myself, to empower myself to do exactly what I want to do. Yeah. I mean, it sound, this sounds really strange, but I can't believe how easy it is to do what you want. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Not how easy, that's the wrong word. Like I said, not great with words, working on it. But <laughs> before, I've been bothered so bothered about what other people have thought that I've restricted what I've done, what I wear, what I mm-hmm. think about, what I, you know, for easy life. Whereas now I just, I just do not what I want because obviously, you know, I do it with integrity and with respect and yeah, you know, kindness and stuff like that. But I don't know. I just think I can't believe I've not done this before. How good is it? And I know that sounds really random, but. No, because no. you're doing something that's aligned with with your core values, and I think as soon as you know what your core values are and you align what you're doing with them, it's it's very easy to be in the flow of doing that. And I think there's it's it's much harder to be distracted when you're you know you're following your core goals, you know you're following your core dreams, and they they yeah. all align. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just so nice to just make your make your decision and just be comfortable with it, and just know that. If someone don't like it or if it's not somebody's cup of tea, then they're not your people. That's not your vibe and that's fine. You know, you can't. I mean, that said, I obviously won't know, would I, if people didn't like what I was doing because generally they weren't there. Um, but I feel I've, I've more, I'm more other ways. It's my own mind that's stopped me rather than other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. It's certainly me on video because I get so much support. I mean, you only have to look this morning when I've got my little PB. I've got a little cry. Oh, I saw that, by the way. way. That's so well done. Like, that's no, honestly, I was, I was absolutely buzzing. But the support straight away, boom, people just, they, they want it from me. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. so, it's, it's just so nice. So, like I say, it's not, you know, I've not had to make them decisions before because of what people have said. It's because my own mind's not being strong enough to make them decisions and just go for it. Yeah. So interestingly, 
I know you said earlier that you've only really seen yourself as being like a disabled woman for the past maybe five years. Mm. But this question, will, I think, will be quite an interesting one for you. That I, I always think that because I've been d- d- disabled my whole entire life, it's always yeah. made me incredibly tenacious, and I'm I very rarely give up on something if I if I really mm. want something, and if, if I don't really fancy it, I'm like, mm, no. I'm a big big fan of the whole if it's not a fuck yes, it's a no type of situation. So with this in mind. And I, I always say that, that my positive positive attribute is my tenacity for my disability. What would you say that your a positive attribute has like arisen from being disabled? Yeah, resilience, probably. So I just think maybe if I didn't have it, would I get up quicker? Probably. Mm-hmm. Just want it more. And yes. that you know, them, them wins are so much sweeter, aren't they? You know, and, and I hear that often because my other role is a careers advisor and I work with vulnerable young people. So I work in a lot of specialist provisions. And when I'm in them reviews with parents, um, sometimes, you know, if um, if a young person's achieved a goal, you know, and it could it could be such a small goal, but what, what it means is so much more than if you went, like if I go to my daughter's parents' evening. Mm-hmm. you know the celebration is so much bigger yeah the young person even though the 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 win is much smaller it just I don't know it don't matter so yeah I, I definitely 100% it's got to be resilience because if I want I'm, I'm very much like you if I want something I'm like a dog with a bone <laughs> yeah I mean five five years it's took me to get 55 kilogram which is absolutely nothing in our in our world is amazing oh yeah I, I, I am so happy with it like I said that is my win but in our in in the world in which we are in you know where you see crossfitters you know yeah. warm, yeah. warm up with 55 don't they so I mean it's absolutely that's, that's heavier than me that'd be like chucking me around on a barbell <laughs> yeah well it's like I said the goal when I first started with body weight yeah um, and I've never ever been able to hit it ever. Um, so I have I've worked really really hard these last few months, um, and I could have given up quite a few times. You know, like when I first started CrossFit, there weren't there's lots of adaptive athletes now, isn't there? Which is absolutely fantastic. But when I first started, there weren't. Mm-hmm. So I had to go on a journey really for a few years, well, 18 months to a year to find what worked for me. So I started yeah. one-handed lifting initially and my forearm was just blowing up all the time, which meant that I couldn't lift for six to eight weeks at a time. And and then I had a, a sports arm made and that was just, no, that was a nightmare and it hurt even more than my forearm. So um, it would have been easy for me to give up. Yeah. I'm smiling so much because I also went through the exact same process. I had a sports arm made and it was a disaster. One hand lifting completely destroyed my wrist. Like it's, 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 you don't realize how much tension there can be on that part of your body um, through lifting. Yeah. It's, it's it's so nice to almost hear my own experience, like back back at myself. Cause I've Mm. I've never had that before. Yeah, and I think probably, you know, for a lot of people, they're just saying, why would you do it to yourself? Because the, it's painful, isn't it? Yeah. You know, let's be honest, it's painful. And I've sprained my wrist right three years ago. 
And that's when I took a step back from certain things because it weren't it's not that that silliness and it yeah. weren't worth it. Um but yeah, I just I don't know. If I if I believe in something then I'm I'm having it. Yeah. Like a dog with a bone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because look, I don't know. I will never know, will we? If I, if I would be like that way, if I had two arms, mm-hmm. not. Yeah, that's so true. That is so true. And what would you? What is one bit of advice that you would give to a younger person with your exact disability? Now I know that me and you have spoken before, so pretend it's not me. Pretend it's like much younger Lou. What's the one bit of advice that you would give her regarding your disability? What in sports or just in general? In, like in general, life can be life, sports, wherever. What's like the one bit of advice that you would give her? But like, um, obviously with your disability. Yeah, ju- you'll just, you'll do you full stop. That's it. Regardless, no hiding. Just do you. See yourself as you. Because I've spent a lot of years hiding. Mm-hmm. And it's so much nicer when you're not. Yeah. And I think you can really like you you already previously touched on it, but you can definitely see in your Instagram where you've become a lot more open for your to be yourself with and you said with your fashion choices. Because I remember that the outfit specifically I'm thinking of in my head is the outfit that you wore to the Stephen Bartlett. Um oh, the pink trousers. <laughs> I love them so much. And I was like, this is amazing because you're putting your fashion choices out there yeah. as well as your fitness and as and you've spoken about makeup before as well and like I said there isn't anybody out there who looks like me or looks like you doing that and it's so lovely to have that visually represented and I just I think it's amazing yeah and interestingly you know I got um I obviously went to see Stephen Bartlett who was just incredible oh. But we went out afterwards because we know I like a few mucky beers. So <laughs> all about all about balance. Um, and we went to a pub where oh, it was so busy. I couldn't believe it really for a Sunday. But when I think they were at bar or whatever, but a fella came up to me and um, he was like, look, I'm not being, I'm not being weird or like that. But he says, I just wanted to say, he went, he just went, wow, your, your presence. Just, just, Wow. Honestly, that's all I wanted to say since it's just your presence. And then he walked off. And at time, I mean, I'd had a few more beers by then. And I was thinking, what a random thing to say. But <laughs> when I reflected next day, I just thought, that's probably the biggest compliment I could get right now because my presence wouldn't have been there before. Yeah. Because I'd have had, I'd have been in a, gone, I'd have gone to a corner and been like sat, you know, with my arm covered. I mean, I had a jacket with me, but it was really quite warm, so I just took that off and put it on the side, whereas it had covered my arm before. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it, it, it was just really nice because that just shows that I have worked, that confidence that I'm working on or trying to work on is working. Yeah, for sure. For um, sure. But, yeah, I'm, I don't choose clothes or whatever just so... To mask me arm or I choose clothes if I like them. Yeah. And it was on, it was about, about three years ago. I remember going to weightlifting when I went to weightlifting class. And I remember saying to Luke, I've walked up to the shop today and I didn't take a cardi. I didn't cover my arm. And I remember it being the first time it was, it was quite warm, like it is today, not over boiling, but 
I had a normally I'd take a cardigan and cover my arm up, and I I didn't. I walked. I didn't even think about it because normally it was cardigan, a snack because I'm always hungry, <laughs> um, and my money and my phone. And I just I just didn't even think about it. And that for me was a massive win at time. I remember going and saying to Luke, I've been up to the shopping. I mean, I got somebody did say something to me whilst I were up there about how I was carrying bananas with my little arm. But anyway, <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> um so yeah, when I when I reflected on things like that, I think, God, I really have come quite far. Cause it's easy to just get used to who you are now but it, like I say it weren't that long ago that I was still covering my arm when I went out mm-hmm. not, not when I was with other people oh fine I was like protected when I was with other people I suppose yeah but when you were like out in the wider like, if I went out like, shopping or on my own yeah I'd take a jumper or a coat or a cardigan and cover my arm up mm. oh. so then my last question and I like the responses I've had from this one are quite funny what is the most annoying question that you find from random people? So this could be like, for me, I always find the question, how did it happen? Really annoying. Because I'm like, nothing happened. There's no big story. Nothing happened. So what is your most annoying question that you get from other people regarding your disability? Oh, I don't know. Like I said, I mean, I know I, I touched on this, didn't I, right at the beginning, but I don't, I don't I don't find any annoying. I don't think <laughs> you you must be so much more open to them cause, than I am because I'm like oh. I think because I am. Dead. <laughs> I think because I, I encourage questions because I prefer that than staring or moving away from me. Mm-hmm. I would much prefer the questions, hundred percent. So when I was teaching, um, I taught in primary schools, and the response from thirty kids. Were very different. Some yeah. of them want to, some of them want to touch it. Um, some of them didn't even look at me. Some of them had lots and lots of questions. So my first sessions did quite a bit of supply work. My first sessions would be uh, like a Q and A, so that they could understand and not be scared really, because you can't learn, can you, if you're distracted by something? But no, my honest answer is, I, I don't think there's any. I would much rather a question. Yeah. What annoys me is rudeness. Mm-hmm. And that annoy that annoys me more than anything when people should know better. Yeah. So so like kids and and what have you, they are going to stare because it's not something different. They ain't lots of me everywhere. They ain't lots of you everywhere. No. Um, which is why it's important we represent ourselves. But all older people, adults should know better than to stare. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really inquisitive. I like to know everything from thread to needle. Um, but staring's different. Yeah. Staring's rude. Just, just because somebody's got a disability, your morals and your manners should not go out the window. Same applies. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think going forward, if people use the manners, the morals, and just, politeness then regardless it don't matter who it is I think things will be much better I think that's the most like well well thought out answer I've had <laughs> oh really yeah yeah I, like, like I said I am I, I don't have 
I suppose when, because my girls have, girls have had it at school once, that they've been not picked on because they were far too young to be picked on. Again, I think it was just a, a lack of understanding on the child's part. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lilia got really upset with it. Uh, you know, they were, they put their arm, folded their arm up and put it in the T-shirt and they're like, oh, look, I'm Lilia's mum. Right, Lilia? Oh, Mia? Can't remember. Um, but their primary school's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And I took one of the books in from uh, Limbo Foundation. Mm-hmm. I said to him, look, if you need me to come in and do a, a Q&A, then I, I don't mind, I'll come in. I mean, Lillian's response was, Lillian or Mary, I can't remember. Yeah, but my mummy can lift 100 kilograms because <laughs> I'd not longer, I'd not longer a deadlift um, PB. Um, but it did upset us. So, yeah, otherwise, I, I don't mind a question. Oh, well, anybody who listens to this can now DM Lou with all their questions. <laughs> people do anyway. Yeah, people do anyway. So, how are you supposed to know otherwise? That is true. That is very true. I think just the, the one for me that's always constantly reoccurring is what happened. And I'm always like, nothing has to happen to become, you, you can be just born disabled. And I think that's that's how I see it. It's, sometimes it can be a bit of a... Um, people are curious yes and I completely agree with you like reward and curiosity because I think you know that that is important but I think Mm -hmm. once it's when someone doesn't actually care about the response and you're just asking it for sake of asking asking them like a a random question it's completely pointless yeah Yeah. it is yeah that's I suppose that's the same anything though isn't it yeah very true very very true Mm -hmm. and lastly Lou would you say that you are disabled and proud Mm. I am. I am now. <laughs> I weren't before because I'm a, um, I went, remember I weren't disabled before. Yeah. And I'm drinking my tea peeps for a straw because I've got Invisalign in. So. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. couldn't have asked you that at the worst time. Could I really? I was like straight in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I am. I am. Like I said, um, when you asked the question before, would I, would I have another hand, another arm? Ask me, in t- ask me again in 10 years, but... Right now, uh, I am literally living my best life. Got a few issues still that I kind of need to resolve. But I'm working on them. But yeah, absolutely disabled and proud. And you know, let's keep representing. And you never know; they might they might get one of us spot. Um, love seeing. I mean, <laughs> Lee won't be too happy, like. But <laughs> so I'll leave that one to you, Brooke. Don't you worry; I'll be there. Get my kit off. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bridgerton three. Oh, can you imagine? That would be a scandal. Comes out today. I know. Can't wait. I'm going to watch first bit. (laughs) So yes, I am disabled and proud. And, you know, for as long as people um, will let me, I will continue to um, represent and fly the flag. Amazing. I honestly think that you have done some such amazing work. And I'm not I'm not even sure you realise what you have done for people like us and, and specifically me, because when I found you, that's when I was literally in my first foray into fitness. And obviously it's now become like a mass, it's become a huge part of my life. And I can only thank you for representing someone like me because, oh God, I'm getting a bit teary because I've never seen that. I've never seen someone who looks like me 
do what I wanted to do and I didn't know if it was ever going to be possible and you know you've had incredible opportunities you've worked with Nike you've done Wit and you did the Sarah show and like there are so many amazing things that you have done that I can honestly only thank you for because I I say this as like you know I'm in my mid-20s so how important must it be for someone who's younger than me to see you do that and I think that's that's incredible and I have to really thank you for that oh don't thank you don't chat crap I'll be crying (laughs) (laughs) I'll try and keep them back (laughs) yeah it is so it's so important though isn't it really really so important when I think you know with my girls how much of a positive role model I need to constantly show them but for people like myself like like yourself they haven't got it have they no much more much more representation than when I was younger, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, but it can only get better. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been super informative and um, I think it's going to be an amazing episode. So thank, well, thank you. you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Disabled and Proud. If you've enjoyed the show, then please give it some love by leaving us a five-star review wherever you download your podcasts. It really helps us to reach more and more people each week. Plus, if you've got a particular highlight, then I'd absolutely love to hear it. Tag me on your Insta stories at Disabled and Proud Podcast.